was really, really well done. Oh, amazing. We have, um, we have a really amazing leaders that, that uh, run our Southern Stars and, and Twinkle Stars. The, the Metha family, that was Justin and Lucy. They help out. They run the little ones. And then we've got Jasmine Taylor, who runs the bigger kids. So they've done an amazing job this year. It's been a crazy up and down year, online, in person, lots of people, two people. It's been a crazy year. So they've done an amazing job. So really, really well done, team. Now, we're doing something a bit different today. We are also have done a lucky door prize. So I have spent hours and hours making these little vouchers for you guys. I want everyone to check under your seats and see if there's a little voucher. There's only a couple, but we have put a couple little special vouchers for you guys. Uh, and if you have a special voucher, do you want to put it up and wave and tell us what it is? Awesome, awesome. Good job. It entitles you to, to one. <laughs> I think all of them are found. <laughs> Well done. How'd everyone go? Did anyone get any? Oh, yes. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I think I got one in the middle too. Caitlin, what does it say? It says, come to the stage. Awesome. Let's give Caitlin a round of applause. Well done. She wins a very, very special prize that I didn't wrap. <laughs> but there you go. Well done. Thank you, Caitlin. Oh, well done. Good job. Awesome. Awesome. We're really, really grateful that people are here. Oh, we got another one. It's a free, what is it? What is it? Free coffee. Well done. Awesome. I put my little face on it too, so it's extra special. Awesome. Awesome. So at the end of the service, if you've got a little ticket that says free coffee, you guys can get a free hot chocolate and coffee. So well done. Well done. Awesome. Great. <laughs> so I just wanted to quickly announce what uh, today is going to look like again. I know I've said so many different things, but I just wanted to be real, real clear. We were doing a, a little service, so we're going to do some activities after the service. We've got a sausage sizzle going on. We've got a team of face painters, so if kids want their face painted, we're going to do that. We have a jumping castle that's going to be set up inside for, for the kids as well. And we've also got a morning tea out the back, so we'd love you to stay after the, the, the word and, and meet someone, say hello to someone new, maybe catch up with some friends. So it's going to be a full service, and it's going to be amazing. So yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, Secondly, I just wanted to uh, tell everyone we've got these Connect cards that may be on your seats. Uh, our service team has placed some Connect cards. So if you do want to chuck your name down, phone number, if you, want, if you want to connect in with us as a church, we'd love that. We love any feedback, even if you've been here a really, really long time. If you've got any feedback, we chuck them down on the cards and we place them back uh, by the welcome desk. So I also have another announcement. We, this is our last church service of 2021. So we are not having church back on the 26th, uh, but we'll be back on the 2nd of January, so the start of the new year is when we'll be back. Uh, we live online for, for those who are checking in online, and we'll be doing our Sunday experiences from 10 to 11 o'clock. Uh, lastly, I wanted to quickly mention we're, we're doing a, a, a giving to India today, so I just wanted to invite everyone. Uh, Christmas is a time of giving. We, we love, love sharing, and we have um, a special family, family members in India. Uh, our friend Lawson's over there, and he's, um, he's trying to help underprivileged kids uh, teach and, and get taught and that sort of thing. So we're just going to do a, a time of tithes and offerings now where you can give uh, online or we're going to put the buckets through the aisles just to do a little bit of giving. So thank you for that. I also wanted to use the ties, you're good to go. I also wanted to welcome the live stream. Those who aren't with us in person, we'd love to say hello and welcome, welcome to you guys. It's lovely having you online and in person. We're very special to be able to do that. 
But yes, and uh, finally, I would like to invite up our speaker today. We have uh, our senior minister of almost 10 years now, Caleb Nichols. So if you'd like to come up, Caleb, we'd love to welcome you to the stage. He's speaking on Jesus because we're a church. That's what we do. But no, it's Jesus' birthday in a few days. So he's going to do a, a sermon on the Savior is born, if that is correct. But yeah, let's all give him a quick round of applause. He doesn't get it very much. So welcome, you. welcome. Thank you. And yeah, awesome. And it is, it is actually true, Jack's birthday is on Christmas Day. Can you believe that? Imagine the shock horror his parents got when uh, he popped out on Christmas Day. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? So he's done a great job. This is Jack's first time uh, leading a really big event like this. And hasn't he done a fantastic job today? What a great young man. A round of applause. And as he said, it's very exciting to have everyone here. It's the first time we've been allowed to have everyone back in the building after all the challenges of uh, COVID. So it's very, very special uh, for all of us and uh, to celebrate Christmas. So as Jack said, I'm the senior pastor here, if you don't know me personally. And it's a real pleasure to have you with us today. Uh, we would love to have you here more than just on Christmas Day. You're welcome to come any Sunday uh, to be part of what we're doing here. Uh, this church is a place where you can ask questions about life, about the meaning of life, uh, what's it all about. We're all looking for meaning. We're all looking for purpose. We're all looking for understanding to navigate uh, the challenges of life. And uh, so it's not just at Christmas that we come uh, to feel nice about Christmas, but there's so much more on offer uh, from God. And I want to touch on that today um, just for about 15 minutes uh, as we are here. So big Merry Christmas from us and uh, from our family here at Southern Lights and uh, a big Merry Christmas uh, to all of you, especially the kids. Look, there's so many kids here. Weren't they great up the front here? Whose son was this here with the blue top on that wasn't doing the actions properly? Far out. That was my son. So we're working on stop, look and listen, okay? That's where we're at in our family. Stop, Look, Jed, listen. Yeah, we haven't quite got it down yet. It's a lot for a four-year-old boy, isn't it? Stop, look, listen. It's a lot to take in. So, Do you guys remember the movie uh, Saving Private Ryan? It was a um, Steven Spielberg classic in the late 90s. And uh, this may be a bit of an odd way to start a message about Christmas uh, uh, with a reference to a movie about war. But in this, let me explain. In this movie, Tom Hanks uh, is captain of a small unit of soldiers. Captain Miller is his name. And their job is to go and rescue this paratrooper named James Ryan. Now, James Ryan is one of four brothers. And the other three brothers have been killed in, in, in the war already. So they go on this rescue mission. Captain Miller with his eight soldiers go on this rescue mission to pull James Ryan, this paratrooper, out of Normandy. And you might remember if you've seen the movie, it's this crazy first scene for 20, 30 minutes uh, of the beach landing at Normandy. Uh, it's one of the bloodiest scenes in a movie that you'll ever see. But they go through, they get off the boat, they go through the, uh, the war-torn Normandy, the beachhead there, and eventually they find this paratrooper, James Ryan, rescue him and bring him to safety. Now, that might seem like an odd place to start a Christmas message, which tends to be about a baby in a manger being born. So let me try and join these two dots for a, for a moment. Jesus was sent by God to earth on a rescue mission to come and save humanity. That's why this little baby was born. 
And the last few weeks at church, we've been talking about hope. We've been talking about hope and how important hope is, especially in a time of COVID and lockdowns and vaccinations and political tension and let alone just the normal challenges of life. And I was seeing my, my GP this week just up the road here in McCormick's Road and he's a uh, Pakistani, uh, Islamic guy, really good guy. I've been seeing him for years and years. And um, I was telling him, he said to me, oh, how are you going at church? Because it's been a crazy time. And I said, yeah, it's been really, really difficult. And it's been, been a funny, funny time for churches. We've missed 50 church services in the last two years, like unheard of. Not for a century has the church been not allowed to meet since really World War II. And I said to him, but we've been preaching and talking about hope. And he said, oh my goodness, Caleb, that is exactly what people need right now. Because life can feel like a battlefield, like a war. Sometimes as a parent, I've got four children, getting up in the morning feels a little bit like getting off the boats at Normandy. <laughs> getting shot at with spew and all kinds of things and sick kids. And No, it's not, no, I never, never, never put uh, war on what people went through to my little life and my little problems. But, you know, life can feel full on. It can feel like a battlefield. It can feel like a lot is going on. And hope is this thing, this thing, sometimes this unattainable thing that's out there in the world, this expectation that something good might happen. But who's felt disappointed? Who's felt let down? Who's felt like you've got an expectation and it hasn't worked out? And when that happens, that sense of letdown brings up a feeling of hopelessness. Without hope, hopeless because I don't have hope, I don't have a meaningful expectation of something good's going to happen. I don't have any faith or belief that tomorrow's going to be a better day. What's the point in getting up? What's the point in going another round? Maybe you've been disappointed by your life, your marriage, your family, your kids. There's lots of things that are going to let us down in this world. Maybe you had expectations. Maybe if you're here this morning as a Christian, you feel let down by, by church, by the church by a pastor, by God, by the Bible and what it was meant to say and do and promise. Maybe you feel disappointed. If you're old enough and you've lived for a while, you've probably realized life tends to be fairly disappointing. Things don't tend to work out how you thought. We tend to assume that things will look a certain way. Maybe you're an optimist and you live your life always seeing the glass half full, but often it doesn't work out that way. Maybe you're a pessimist and you like that because at least I'm real and at least I, you know, call it how it is, which really means that you're uh, bitter and twisted. No, 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 I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But maybe you're more expecting that every day will be difficult and will be a challenge. Well, let me tell you this morning a little bit about the Christmas story. Let's just read through a few verses of the Christmas story. I've been already singing about it. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, you can just follow along on the screen with me. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Since we get the pictures of Mary and Joseph and the donkey and a pregnant woman. This is the scripture that it comes from. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born 
and she gave birth to her firstborn son, firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, just like this here, because there was no guest room available for them. There was no room in the inn. Is it all coming back to you, all the Christmas story flooding back in again? You know, the interesting thing is, Jesus came and his battle filled this crazy earth on a rescue mission, like Captain Miller, to save you and I, to pull us out of our hopeless, disappointing, struggling, painful world to give us hope. But the odd thing is that God chose to come as a baby in a manger. You know, a manger is actually just a feeding trough for animals. Jesus, the king of all the world, God's own son, God himself, came and was born in a stable where donkeys live and sheep lives and there's hay and there's cow dung and all those kind of things. We had our fourth child at Nova this year. And I'm telling you, the birthing suite in Frankston Hospital that we had Nova in back in February, there was no hay, there was no cow dung. It was very hygienic, actually. And that's just our little baby, the king of the earth, came, was put in a feeding trough, was born on the margins of society, not in Rome, at the epicenter of the powerful Roman Empire. No, he was born on the margins of society, in a place called nowhere, Bethlehem, with a few thousand people amongst a bunch of donkeys and animals and then put in a feeding trough. You see, Jesus is a different kind of hope. Jesus is a different kind of saviour. Jesus is a different kind of king. And Jesus offers a different kind of salvation to humankind. Let's read on. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. We can move on to verse 9. And you can just follow along on the screen with me. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all people. Look to the person next to you and say, great joy. Who needs some great joy in their life right now? Great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, which means he's the Christ. He's the anointed one of God, the Lord, capital L, meaning he is God. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, we should write a song about that. Maybe we could call it Hark the Herald Angels. This is that, that first hymn, that great carol that we sang this morning. This is where it's taken from. A whole host of angels appearing. And these angels said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom, favor, on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
Do you imagine these shepherds, humble shepherds, out in a field one night, just doing their job that they do every day? And all of a sudden, glory shines all around them. A beaming light like they've never seen before fills the hillside where they are. The glory of God comes. An angel begins talking to them. And then all of a sudden, a host of angels, which would suggest thousands and thousands of angels are there. It's a pretty dramatic scene. And these shepherds, again, Jesus came in a manger born in a stable. And the first people who are told about this glorious news of a Savior being born are humble shepherds, uneducated, simple shepherds, not in a palace, out in a field at night. They're the ones who are told of this great news. Doesn't go to the newspapers, doesn't go to the king, it doesn't go to the richest man in town, it goes to ordinary shepherds and already we start to get a sense that God's saving grace is not something for the elite, it's not something just for the learned, but it's something for the common person. It's something for everyone. It's something, it's a message of hope that's going to be meaningful to men and women, old and young, wealthy and poor. All people can come and meet this saving Jesus. It's not exclusive. You don't need to be anyone. You don't need to dress a certain way. Just like our church here, you can come along on a Sunday. You can, you can join in. You can be a part of it. You can ask a question. All of these things are open because Jesus is open to every person, even to the humble shepherd. Now, these guys are so impacted that they say, hey, we've got to see if this is actually true. I mean, you'd be pretty dazzled, wouldn't you? But they run into town, they go down into Bethlehem, and as the angels promised, they actually found Jesus. They found Mary and Joseph. They're in a stable. The baby was in a manger, just as God had promised. What God had said became true. What God had said was happening, the shepherds saw with their own eyes, and they were so dramatically impacted that not only did they see angels, not only was what the angels said true, they really saw the baby, they really saw Mary and Joseph, they couldn't hold it in. They had to go and tell everybody about this good news, about this Savior that had been born. They didn't sit down and have a skeptical conversation about whether this was really a true reality or not. They didn't get too caught on the details. They just went and told everybody that apparently this little baby is the promised Messiah. Apparently this is God on earth. Apparently a savior has been born. What incredible hope. And this hope, everybody, has a name. It's not just a baby in a manger. It has a name. Let's read on the last couple of verses. Verse 20, the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the good things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, as was the Jewish tradition, he was named Jesus. The name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This child, this baby that we celebrate Christmas, now 2,000 years later, here we are, not in uh, first century Palestine, here we are in modern day Australia, 2,000 years later, and the fact that this baby got born, someone's happy about Jesus being born. The fact that this baby got born is still a reality today, still something that people believe today. It's something that sometimes I feel like a shepherd, just like in Luke 2, I feel like a shepherd that needs to tell people. I have the privilege this morning of standing up here saying to you, 
If you believe in Jesus, I'm reminding you and encouraging you again to keep following Jesus and keep putting your hope in Jesus. If you're not so used to church stuff and you're here or you're watching online this morning, it's such a privilege to tell you that it's still the same news. I'm like a shepherd now, 2,000 years later, going, this is really good news. God has come down to this crazy earth with all its pain and all its death and all its difficulties. You know, each side of this Sunday morning that we're celebrating Jesus, I'm, being, I'm taking a funeral. I took one last week and I'm taking one on Tuesday. This crazy life we live in, the joyous moments and then the moments of grieving and death and struggle, you know. A great morning this morning, it feels good, it's nice to sing and see some people, but then there'll be a challenge tonight, there'll be a challenge tomorrow. But Jesus came into this battlefield called earth and he came to save us. He came on a mission to rescue us to rescue us and to give us hope. But guess what? If Jesus is a savior and Jesus came to save, then somebody needs to be saved or someone needs to recognize they need to be saved. There's no good having a savior if you don't want to be saved. And I know for me as a Christian that believes in Jesus and follows Jesus, this is a reality for me every day. I have to wake up every morning and look to the heavens and say, God, please save me again today. Please help me again today. I know I'm going to make a mistake. I know I'm going to get it wrong. I know I'm going to assume something bad about someone that's not fair. I know someone's going to do something towards me that's probably unjust. Save me again, Lord God. Save my heart from bitterness. Save my mind from going down some track of negativity and misassumption and pride and thinking I know everything. Save me again, Lord God. Save me again so that I can be a better husband. Save me again so that I can be a better father. Save me again so that I can live my life with meaning and godly purpose and not just my own strength and my own stuff, my own self-protection, my own selfish ambition. And if you don't believe in Jesus or you're not sure you believe in Jesus or you used to believe in Jesus and you've got questions again about that, then it's the same prayer that I pray every day. All you have to do is look to the heavens and say to God, if you're really there and you really came to save, then I need a savior. If you don't need a savior, it's very difficult for God to get to you. But if you can humble yourself and recognize that maybe you could improve, maybe you need some hope, maybe you've made a mistake, then God is waiting to love us, to look after us, to help us. Yeah, maybe your finances are okay, but how's your heart? Maybe your career's going okay, but how's your mind? Maybe some things are good, maybe some things you think are good, but what about after you die? What about the purpose of life? What are you really on this earth for? Only the Savior that was born on Christmas Day 2,000 years ago can help us answer that question. Let me just pray for you this morning. Why don't you just close your eyes? Lord God, we know that you are here. We can sense you in our hearts, even right now in this building. We know that you are everywhere, Lord God. Lord, whether we know a lot about the Bible and God and Christianity and church stuff, or whether we know nothing Lord God, it doesn't matter to you, Lord God. You came so simple as a baby. You came and announced yourself, Lord God, through shepherds, through humble, ordinary shepherds 2,000 years ago. 
But here we are today, Lord God, still talking like shepherds about the fact that Jesus is here, that you are a saviour. You didn't come just to be a good moral teacher. You didn't come just to start a religion. It was so much more than that. You came for all people, those that are on the margins of society, those that live in palaces, those that know a lot and understand a lot, are well-educated, and those that are just ordinary, everyday people trying to live their life. There's no monopoly. There's no one who has an inside road to God. We all need you, Lord God. Whether we've been a Christian our whole entire lives, or whether we're here this morning just asking questions. We all need to be saved. We all need to recognize our need for saving. And so we just open our hearts to you this morning. And thank you, Lord God, that you always hear our prayers. You always hear the deep cry of our heart, Lord God. Even if we don't say it out aloud, you hear it, Lord God. And you're offering salvation. You're offering saving grace every day. We thank you for this. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. What a great feeling to know. What a great truth to know that all you have to do is pray and God will hear your heart and hear your cry. Amongst the crazy, crazy battlefield type life, type earth that we live on, type life that we're trying to navigate, God is there offering hope in the simplest way, the most straightforward way among all of that. What incredible joy that brings. What incredible joy that brought 2,000 years ago. Joy to the entire world. Just amazing. It's been great to be with you this morning. Uh, from Zoe and I, just we love you all very much. If you're with us for the first time today, it's great to see you and meet you. For all of our normal church family, have a Merry Christmas. We love you with all of our hearts. We can't wait for 2022 to get on with the work of the gospel, to get on with the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Let's hand over to Sarah. Thank you. Right, we've got one last song for you, so welcome to stand up, shake your legs, shake your arms.
truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love we will sing joy we will sing 